how are we doing everybody welcome to the chai Breeze blitz podcast my name is omar i'm with abdul and we got a great episode for you guys today we're going to be talking about every player that the bears drafted in the 2021 nfl draft we're going to be talking about players that we wanted drafted but didn't get drafted we're going to be talking about the nfc division draft as a whole the nfc north division draft as a whole the packers vikings and lions and we're also going to be talking about aaron Rodgers wanting to leave the nfc north and the, the packers yeah i mean that's big controversy so let's get right into it all right so with our first draft reaction we're gonna be talking about our first round pick we took quarterback justin fields out of ohio state university at 11. i mean i don't know what to tell you man i'm i'm dumbfounded too dude it was just crazy how that happened so i want to tell you guys what first almost every bears fan was was thinking coming into the draft at pick number 20 we were probably thinking oh we can trade up and get mac jones Mm -hmm. or we could stay at 20 or get tevin jenkins or maybe Christian Darius if you were to drop to us. Mm-hmm. So for us to get Justin Fields at pick 11, that is a crazy drop for him. He is easily a top three quarterback in this draft class. I have to admit something, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. So when I watched Justin Fields in his college, uh, last year uh, in college, I watched the game where he did bad against Northwestern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, he had two bad games. Yeah, mm-hmm. he had two bad games. One against uh, Indiana. One against Indiana and one against and Northwestern. One against, yeah, one against Northwestern. So when I watched that Northwestern game, I said, "Man, all that hype is for nothing." I he's gonna mm-hmm. be a bust in that. So I we do another podcast called Real Talk Network. So if you guys want to check that out, but in that podcast, I said Justin Fields will be the bust of the. He'll be the Josh Rosen of the draft. I take back to take that back. Mm-hmm. What I've done, so once Justin Fields got taken, I watched an hour and 15-minute video of every pass and every run play Justin Fields did. And, oh, my God, the dude is a freak. I need to the watch that video, bro. The dude is an absolute bro. freak. I, I, I'm just, I feel so bad because I said he was a bust, but mm-hmm. this dude is, is crazy. He has game. He's the best quarterback we've ever drafted. I was By far. so happy. People, people like to say that it's that – like uh, people like to argue that this is Trubisky 2.0 all over again. No. Completely different. Completely no. different. Listen, so Trubisky only played what he started 13 games mm-hmm. in college. one season. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Justin Fields, he played uh, like what, like four games. He started like two game or one or two games in in uh, Georgia his freshman year. Yeah, yeah, and then oh, transferred or, or out. He came in. Yeah. Um, but he did really well. He hit through like four or four. Uh, what was it like four touchdowns, four rushing touchdowns as well. Mm-hmm. He did well for them, and then he went to Ohio State and what had 41 touchdowns, only three interceptions, over 70% completion or like around 70% completion percentage. That is crazy for his Absurd. sophomore year, and then he goes into his junior year for a shortened season, mm-hmm. and he got injured in the in the uh, what was it? And I think in the Northwestern game he injured his like yeah thumb. he was he was he very injured was, in the Northwestern mm-hmm. game. And then I think in the Indiana game he injured his elbow. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got in his elbow and his elbow's bothering him, and then with the Clemson hit in his rib cage. But, oh. I mean, you saw him mm-hmm. come back from that hit, and then he threw the touchdown mm-hmm. or whatever. And then, and then Alabama, he got tackled, and you can still see he was in pain around his rib cage area. But the dude is proven. He's a proven quarterback in college. He's not a Mitch Trubisky who only played 13 games and just shined bright for, for one year and busted mm-hmm. in the NFL. No, this man proved himself for those three years in college and is coming into the NFL with a just – the mentality of I can win. I'm going to be better than everyone. I've had that experience. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm just... I I I can't believe it either. Like I was watching. I was we were we were watching the draft together, and I was hoping there's no way Justin Fields falls out of the top three. 
if three teams, because we know that the top three teams are going to take quarterbacks. We know that yeah. the Niners traded up to get a quarterback. We know that the Jets, they don't have a quarterback anymore. Their starting quarterback is like James Morgan before the draft, so they yeah. needed to draft a quarterback. We knew that there were going to be three quarterbacks taken in the top three, and I thought one of them was going to be Justin Fields. And I'm so, so, so just dumbfounded that they didn't take Justin yep. Fields. Like, Trey Lance, Trey Lance is a solid prospect. Trey Lance oh, yeah. is, Trey Lance, he has such a high ceiling, but he's not established. He did not play in a hard division like the Big Ten. He didn't play against tough competition. He played in, what was the FCS or uh, that, that division in, uh, he played for North Dakota State University. That the competition difference between that and the Big Ten is completely different. It's night and day. And he had, what, 300 or so pass attempts? He does not have that much experience. He's not established like Justin Fields. I had Justin Fields as the number two quarterback prospect. And I think that if any, if it was any other year, he would be the number one quarterback taken off the board. It's just that Trevor Lawrence is a generational prospect. But oh, yeah. Justin Fields, by far, is the greatest quarterback that the Bears have drafted just out of just even just from day one like oh, yeah. uh looking at his stats uh in the full season that he played 14 games for ohio state university 3,273 yards 41 touchdowns three interceptions 181 rating and also in 14 games and then last year they played what six games or so and he still had 22 touchdowns six interceptions he had a great season and they made the college football playoffs and if you watch that clemson game he was smoking them he, he was throwing them, he, oh he my destroyed them. Those and D bombs, too? those D. Oh yeah, he gets hit. He comes back and he just throws so a dime. Tough. Yeah. He has he has such his mental toughness. He he comes he takes a hit. He comes back in the game. He has great mental aptitude. If I don't know if you saw the test, but they administer tests to uh, draft prospects. He had first out of sixty five hundred. First, he scored first. He's like and to give it perspective, to give perspective on his score, Mahomes scored one hundred and ten. And over 100 is great, considered great. And he scored 130. Like, I'm so yes. dumbfounded that we got this prospect. Listen, I don't know if you heard this, but Ian Rappaport came out with uh, uh, this, like, sort of fun fact thing mm -hmm. that Matt Nagy did with Justin Fields. And that was at two months ago. So around two months ago, Matt Nagy told Justin Fields about a specific play. Mm -hmm. And a specific, like, formation and this, this, and that. And then... The day before the draft, it was either the day before the draft or the day of the draft, Matt Nagy called him again. He was like, hey, Justin Fields, do you remember that play that we talked about two months ago? And he, mm -hmm. Justin Fields repeated it back perfectly, everything perfectly. This man has an amazing memory. Mm -hmm. You know what that translates to? Reading defenses. Mm -hmm. you, know, you know who doesn't know how to read defenses? Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> you know how crazy it is to have a quarterback like Justin Fields? That man, like you said, he throws deep mm -hmm. bombs and he, crazy memorization. He can definitely read defenses. Mm -hmm. He's going to mold to be an amazing quarterback. Proven. Trey Lance only played, what, 17 games in college? Mm -hmm. He's more Not of a Mitchell many. Trubisky than... And even Zach Wilson, well, Zach Wilson, Wilson, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson had, he, he started, he started, uh, uh, for his first two years, but, uh, he didn't play all the games in the first few years. And then he had one good season last year, uh, 33 touchdowns and three interceptions. He had a, he had a good year, but just look at the competition. Obviously Trevor Lawrence has the highest competition playing in, uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence played in the ACC, uh, I believe. And so there was, there's tough competition there, but with, with Justin Fields playing the big 10, I'd say that it just exceeds the competition that Trevor Lawrence oh, yeah, that, that Zach Wilson and uh, 
Trey Lance had to play. Obviously, there are I like the situation that Trey Lance has put himself in or that, that he got drafted into, but I think that the city of Chicago has never had a quarterback of this standard. They've uh, if watching the draft it looked as if Justin Fields was a little sad, but when you think about it, he lost out on $16 million. If he was drafted if he was drafted quarterback two, he would have gotten a, such a huge contract. And the, uh, the draft pick number two compared to draft pick number 11 is a difference between about $17, $16 million. So he was, he is, he was doubted. He was passed on. He was quarterback four taken, and all of those, all of those teams that came before, there were, you know, like the Josh Rosen quote, there were nine mistakes made ahead of him. There were ten mistakes made ahead of Justin Fields. <laughs> I mean, hopefully, it doesn't turn out to be a Josh Rosen. Oh no, definitely not. But, um, something I want to mention is that most teams had him as a consensus two or three mm-hmm. quarterback in the draft, and also two months ago, he was the consensus number two in the draft for years since like high school mm-hmm. so i mean the, i mean the dude was playing under trevor lawrence's shadow but that didn't slow him down in the slightest he would mm-hmm. go to camps he did everything he could such a hard worker to prove himself that he's the best quarterback but i mean he's going against trevor lawrence who was the generational prospect ever since he's like, he he's like the next andrew luck the like yeah i mean but we never know because everyone was saying justin fields was a trevor uh generational prospect generational mm-hmm. child only two months ago mm-hmm so, I mean, you can factor in the injuries. and He only had two bad games. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the man has proven himself those past he's few years. He's established. He's established. Who throws for 41 touchdowns and three interceptions for over 3,200 yards? And you're going to say, no, this man's a bust. And he was a Heisman and finalist the, that year. And Heisman finalist and in the toughest division in college. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, dude. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So, I mean, I was also one of those. That's why I apologize. Mm-hmm. I was also one of that mindset where, mm-hmm. oh, I think Justin Fields is a bust because he did bad in those in those two games. But then what was that one stat that uh, people said about Zach Wilson, about him having a, their uh, – Zach Wilson against teams 10-0 and 0 or, uh, get, or teams that have 10 wins or above, he had zero touchdowns and seven interceptions. It was something along that along those lines that he, he can't play against teams that have had that many yeah, wins. I mean, how is that going to translate into the NFL if you can't mm-hmm. play against good teams? And then you got. But it's Justin also Fields. situation. It's also situation as well. Justin Fields, he's coming to a team. Well, if we're comparing it to Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson is getting put in a terrible situation because the team uh, doesn't have a winning menta- winning mentality. Uh, the Bears made the playoffs. The uh, they have a great defense, arguably a top five defense. Uh, we're building up the old line. We're making and and the weapons we have. Monty, oh Monty. He has Monty. He has Allen Robinson. He has Mooney. He has Komet. He has the weapons around him. We're putting him in a position to succeed. And when I look at teams like uh, the Jets, the Jets are the Jets are up and coming. But the Jets mm-hmm. are the Jets. The Jets, their their O line. Well, they're they're beefing up their O line because they got Elijah Vera Tucker. But yeah. they're the situation. Like, yeah, uh, the situation yeah, so. just completely different. But the thing I want to say is Robert Slaughter on the Jet, the new Jets coach mm-hmm. has a winning mentality. I mean, the That's dude true. came from the. You see in him how he acts when he was with the 49ers as defensive coordinator. He stood out more than than Kyle Shanahan himself. Mm-hmm. The dude was screaming at the top of his lungs always. He had he had that energy. He had to have that guy to pull him back off the sidelines. Yeah, for real, for real, he had to have that guy to pull him back on the sidelines. That dude is a winner too. He will make a winning mentality in in the in the New York Jets. I mm-hmm. have faith in Robert Sauter. I think he'll be a great coach. But it's a project. It's it's a project. It is a project. But listen, Zach Wilson, um, I think is a boomer bust when it comes to day mm-hmm. one. So he only proved himself for one year. But I think that's how most quarterbacks are when they prove themselves for one year. Mm-hmm. They're either boomer bust when they come into the NFL. 
Um, Justin Fields proven himself all three years in the NFL. Is a day one starter. Uh, I don't know if the will play him in the week one. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, I've I've heard some things about Ryan Pace saying that he wants to, or Pace and Nagy want to replicate the Alex Smith and Pat Mahomes, where Pat Mahomes yeah. sat out the first year. I don't know if he'll sit out the entire year, or I don't even know if he could start day one. I think that he's NFL ready and he could start day one. But it's just oh, yeah. a matter of are the Bears going to be com- competitive next year? Looking at the schedule, are we going to be competitive next year? And do we have a need to get him uh, a good amount of experience? So this is what I think is going to happen, because this, I mean, first of all, the Bears um, fan base is crazier than the Kansas City Chiefs fan base. Mm-hmm. So when Andy Dalton's doing bad, it's they're going for heads mm-hmm. if, if they don't put Justin Fields in. So the, eventually, either if Andy Dalton gets injured or Andy Dalton starts performing bad uh, for probably consistently, mm-hmm. then Justin Fields will come in. And I honestly give that like three to four games. Yeah. Because that's what happened with Mike Glennon. Mike Glennon. The dude who punted a ball during a snap, he had to be taken out because he was just consistently bad. Mitchell mm-hmm. Trubisky came in, and people thought, oh, look, he's, he's actually kind of decent. But, I mean, we all know how that turned out. Mm-hmm. The but thing Justin is, F- with Justin Fields, uh, if we're going based off of what happened in 2017, we drafted a quarterback, and he he wasn't he wasn't that good, and we still made the playoffs, like, two times, oh, yeah. two times in three years. It's because we, I mean, our defense. Obviously, so, our, our defense. So, so, so my my expectations. If we have Justin Fields, we have to operate. We have to beef up the oh, team, yeah. and we have we have to operate on this rookie contract. That's how teams thrive. That's how teams thrive when they have an elite rookie quarterback, and he's his contract is four years, eighteen point four million dollars. That is a steal. That if if he mm-hmm. pans out to be what we think that he's going to be in the NFL, that is a steal. And teams when they're on that contract you see that the chargers are are up and coming because they have an elite quarterback that's young and on his rookie contract the chiefs they they want a super bowl on pat mahomes rookie contract it is up and coming this is the new way of the nfl and the the team just has to they have to go for at least a 2022 2023 super bowl run that's in my eyes that's that's what that has to happen and we still have our defensive pieces too. I mm-hmm. mean, we did lose Kyle Fuller, which is a bummer, but we still have Khalil Mack, we still have Roquan, mm-hmm. we still have Akeem Hicks, we still have Eddie Jackson, we still have Jalen Johnson, we still have our star rookie mm-hmm. or star rookie star defensive pieces that we could operate with. Mm-hmm. I mean, why not? We still have a top five defense, mm-hmm. arguably, which I still think we do. The only reason why we didn't. It's because uh, they were on the field twenty four seven. Because they were on the yeah, they were on the field twenty four seven, and our f- offense wasn't giving them any rest at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at Akeem, Cleo Mack; those dudes are just dying on the field, gassed out of breath because mm-hmm. they're always on the field. Um, so, I'm just honestly, amazed. I just, like, yeah, I, I, I'm amazed. Justin Fields will definitely help out that defense. He'll help out a lot too. Mm-hmm. He'll help out defensive line because I mean, the dude could. I I I think he'll probably scramble better than Mitchell Trubisky will. Uh, I think that. Um, he's going to provide a deep ball threat. Mm-hmm. So that we've never had. Ball, which we've never had. So I doubt there's going to be as many blitzes as they did against us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we beefed up our offensive line, which we're going to be talking about in a bit. Mm-hmm. But this is definitely just an amazing pick. I was not expecting us to get Justin Fields at 11. When I saw him drop, dude, 
my I was like, I was going crazy, dude. dude I, I was like, I was like, trade up. Crazy. I was like, pace, pace, trade my up. You have, you have to go to seven. You have to go to. And I just want to give a thank you to the Broncos for passing on him when they don't have a, they don't have a quarterback situation. They they traded for Teddy Bridgewater. They traded yeah. a sixth rounder for t- Teddy Bridgewater. But we know what Teddy Bridgewater is. I want to thank the Panthers who have they traded for Sam Darnold. So that's their quarterback situation, and they chose to not draft Justin Fields when he came their way. And I'm so happy that Pace traded up because I heard uh, there were reports that the Vikings were interested at taking him at 14. At 11, actually. They were thinking about trading up. Oh, they were thinking so about trading up as well? There was a report that came out that said they were thinking about trading up with the Giants to take up, uh, but we outbid them oh, to take uh, okay. uh, Justin Fields. So, and they drafted their the guy. Point. They drafted their guy in the third round, but it's Kellen Mond. Like, the difference between Kellen Mond and Justin Fields. Like, So, here's what I'm going to say is that this is all thanks to Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I'm gonna tell you why. Thank you. So, Aaron Rodgers said he doesn't want to be with the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk about more. Uh, talk that, about that more later. Doesn't want to be with the team. Broncos are are leading people to get Aaron Rodgers. So they're like, all right, let's get a cornerback instead. You know, we'll pass up. We'll, we can get Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. or we can we might be able to. So we'll we'll get a cornerback instead. They got Patrick Sertain, and then that's the dude Jerry Jones wanted for the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. So he's like, he's like, ah, oh, dang. I mean, I can't get Patrick Sertain. I'll trade back to the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Eagles get Devontae Smith. That's what the Giants wanted. They're like, oh, dang, we can't get Devontae Smith. Let's trade back. There's, and that's how we came it's, in. It's such a chain reaction. It's so it crazy. Really it's so crazy to back. think about. Like, uh... The thing is, with once the pick was in, there was so many... There was there was obviously great reaction from the fan base, but there was also criticism. The OSU... There's a, there's a quarterback curse. The OSU quarterback curse, and then there's the Bears quarterback curse. So... He has so many, so much expectations on his, uh, on his shoulders that he has to carry. He has to, he has to be good because he has to break the curse. But the thing is, he is not like any of the OSU quarterbacks. If you look at percentage, uh, uh, they like to say that he's exactly like Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins is obviously a fail within the NFL. Uh, he's what he's on his third year, going into his third year. So I don't know if to say fail, but he was not good in Washington. And he was he he was an OSU quarterback. JT Barrett in twenty seventeen didn't succeed in the NFL. But those guys, if we're going to go off passing yards because they want to uh compare him just just from that, Justin Fields has such a good deep ball. He has seventy percent of passing yards before the catch. And then if you look at those other two quarterbacks that had great years within the system, forty eight and fifty one. Those guys are just dink and dunkers and they're not Justin Fields. Okay, first of all, neither of them had the notoriety Justin Fields had. Mm-hmm. Second of all, Dwayne Haskins is a literal bum because not only did he barely he I honestly believe he doesn't like football because mm-hmm. he barely studied the playbook. I mean, I'm pretty sure there were reports saying he didn't memorize a lot of the playbook. Mm-hmm. Two, the dude was just out clubbing the entire time. He didn't care about sport. He didn't care about training or anything. He just didn't have that football mindset to be great. And second of all, you said the curse about Ohio State and the curse about the Bears. Mm-hmm. I like math, so a negative times a negative is a positive. <laughs> <laughs> so with, with... I, I think he'll break our curse. I think Justin Fields is that man to just step into that position and prove to Chicago that he's our quarterback. What I like he's about Justin Fields is uh, going off Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins does not have that leader mentality. Dwayne Haskins, oh, yeah. I heard I heard this uh, this report that Dwayne Haskins, he was they were getting blown out by by another team. And he was on the sidelines jumping and dancing and saying that he had a 300-yard passing game. That's like, he is not a leader. Justin Fields, just from what I've seen, he's a leader. He's not a leader. He's, he's, 
Justin Fields is an actual like he, he's he has that mindset. He uh, I've seen all the videos that he's been posting. I've seen him just uh, in his interviews. Uh, I don't know if you've seen a couple of his interviews, but he has he has that attitude. He said that I expect to be a franchise quarterback. They, yeah. they said, do you have any expectations uh, because you have the OSU quarterback curse and you have the Bears quarterback curse on your shoulders? And he says, that's no added pressure. I expect myself to be that. And he has that attitude going in. These guys doubted me. I'm the I'm the fourth quarterback taken off of the board. And I have a city to prove myself to. So having that mentality, because we did not have that with Mitch, even in the slightest. Mitch is pretty much just like, oh, I'm here. I'm I'm going to try to be good. He didn't have he that, me- like... Mentally weak. Yeah. Mentally weak, in my opinion. Mitch, I mean, th- remember that time where he had to turn off all the TVs at Hellas Hall because he couldn't take the, the heat from the media? They did how, that? How, do you, how are you what? a football player and you can't handle heat from the media? That was a thing? Yeah. That was, like, in 2019, I think. Oh, he turned God. off all the TVs. This was, this was... I mean, people were just clowning him even more after that. Mm-hmm. Mitchell Trubisky, I mean, you also... I honestly believe that Matt Nagy ruined him mentally because he just doesn't have that struggle mentality that you need in a quarterback to win mm-hmm. when you have your coach telling you that you pretty much just your booty and then john uh, uh Foles comes in for you that affected him mentally too mm-hmm. i mean he, he's not that strong mentally he once he gets hit he just starts like you know like play scared back. yeah he plays scared mm-hmm. he sees goes and that's the opposite that's... with fields when fields gets hit he comes back right back oh, he, oh yeah and to talk about Nagy, this is on Nagy's shoulders as well because he has to play to Justin Fields' strengths. With Trubisky, the, uh, like, if you were looking at last year, we saw that there was an improvement with Bill Lazor play calling because he adhered to Trubisky's strengths. With Nagy, when Trubisky was playing, he wanted him under center. He wanted him to be a pocket passer. He Trubisky did not use his legs at all, and that is completely different. With Justin Fields, Justin Fields runs a 4 4 4 4 Justin Fields is He's one humbled. of the fast... Oh, yeah, and he stumbled. He stumbled. He stumbled. It, was, it was actually faster. Justin Fields is one of the fastest quarterback prospects. He's probably the fastest quarterback prospect. He, you have to adhere to his strengths. He can scramble. He, you cannot limit him to his abilities. You can't, or you can't limit him to only some of his abilities. You can't make him a pure pocket passer. So this is on Nagy's shoulders because Nagy said he was going to resume play calling next year. If Nagy does not adhere to all of his strengths, then that's not going to be good. Nagy got his quarterback. I mean, he had to inherit Mitchell Trubisky. And I don't think Matt Nagy liked Mitchell Trubisky, but now he has mm-hmm. his quarterback. He has to prove to us, hey, I can play well with, I can use Justin Fields well in my system, and I can be a winner. And going back to when we were talking about uh, the winning mentality between Dwayne Haskins and, and Justin Fields, Dwayne Haskins doesn't have a winning mentality. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Fields, how many games has he lost in, in uh, the Big Ten? Zero I, think, I think it was zero. Zero regular zero season. season. He only lost one against Clemson during the playoffs. Uh, or two, technically. One against the playoffs in the championship game. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the semi-championship game. Then he lost the other one against Alabama. Mm-hmm. But during the actual season, he's never lost. That dude is a winner. He doesn't care about stats. He doesn't care about how he does. As long as it moves the chains and it wins him the game. He will rush if he needs to. He'll get those hard yards if he needs to. Mm-hmm. He will pass if he needs to. He wants just to move the chains and win. And that's what I like. I love that mentality in a player where, oh, I can, I can, I just want to win. There was a, there was a football player, uh, a QB, uh, Ian Book of Notre Dame, mm-hmm. who I thought was very underrated um, because he had that winning mentality too. Got drafted by the Saints. He yeah. got drafted by the Saints, I think, in the fourth. That man was also a winner. I, that's something. I, that's why I liked Ian Book. He had a winning mentality, and he was what the, the winningest uh, quarterback in, in North uh, 
or uh, um, Notre Dame history. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have they had what Joe Montana or something. I, I think it was like Joe Montana come out of. I did, uh, I I did I, not know where he came from. So, so Montana. They, they had one of those one of those really they had a really good quarterback come out of uh, 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 Notre Dame, but for Ian Book to do that, I thought that was good for him because mm-hmm. he had a winning mindset, and that's something that I I think uh, Justin Fields has Justin Fields has, but more he has that winning mentality, but he also has that athletic ability. He also has that quarterback just like bombing it down the field accurately. Mm-hmm. He can scramble. He can read defenses. He's intelligent. I he'll he's gonna be amazing for us. I have I hope. can't wait. I spent probably like two three days the entire day just watching his film, listening to him, just 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 everything, his movement, everything. I, I this dude will be a monster. I we have high expectations for him, but yeah, the do. city of Chicago. I hope we don't like suffocate him because uh, no. I've been seeing all this stuff that's just like. We've never had anything like this, so we're sorry if we're, if we're a little bit crazy. But I I expect big things from him. I want to see us make deep playoff runs. I want to see us build around him, which we're doing so far. And we're setting him up for success, and I honestly just can't wait for the future. He's going to be fine because he had to go through that criticism and that hate mm-hmm. last season when people were doubting him. He had so many doubters. Me for one, I mm-hmm. doubted him. He had so many doubters, and he knew he had doubters, and he knew he had haters, and it was just rising because of of the those two games that he had. Mm-hmm. People were saying, "Oh, he's not gonna be this, this, or that." And him drafting or him dropping in the draft also definitely has to affect. If that was Mr. Trubisky dropping in the draft, if you if people were saying, "Oh, you're gonna go second, third overall," and he, and he dropped to eleven, I promise you that man would be just mentally just gone mm-hmm. after that he couldn't handle that Th- that adversity and him him going past that it's gonna adversity make him play better it, yeah it's gonna make him play better but that's also him saying oh i that doesn't bother me mm-hmm. nothing bothers he's me. out with something to prove i i have to prove something i'm gonna be the best and that's what i i mean that's what chicago wants we've never had a winning corner the last see jim mcmahon was a winning quarterback he wasn't carried, like amazing carried yeah so carried by our defense and Walter, and Walter Payton. Payton. That's literally it. But but that man, it, he would he would fight Mike Dicka and not do the plays he wants. Be, and so I heard this story where Mike Dicka called a play, and then Jim McMahon, uh, he said he he did another play, and then he got the first yards. Mm-hmm. And then Mike Dicka got mad and was yelling. He was like, "Why did you call my play?" He was, and then Jim, Jim McMahon said, "If I did your play, it wouldn't have worked. My play worked. Why are you yelling?" That's the mindset I think Fields will have. He'll be like, hey, Nagy, this play that you called, I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to do this play because I know it's going to work. And I, what I get, guarantee you, whatever play Justin Fields is going to call that he thinks he's going to work is going to work because mm-hmm. he has that winning mindset that I can, I'll do whatever I want to move the chains and win the game for us, whether it be dirty or whether it be clean. There's so many things that I just I love about Justin Fields. Like we, we touched upon this earlier. We finally have a quarterback who can throw the ball more than ten yards. When we watched the the entire season, I can name I can name plays over I remember we were what, eight, nine weeks into the season and I remember I was watching the Rams game. We did not have a play over forty yards until the Rams game, bro. We did we didn't have a play over four or a pass over forty yards. That is absurd. Yeah. We actually have a person, and you see Mooney dotting up Jalen Ramsey. You see him dotting up all these cornerbacks, and he gets overthrown. Justin yeah. Fields had a passer rating of 154.4, with over 20 yards. 
that man is a deep throw demon. And even you watch the Clemson game, and he just is just throwing deep bombs and deep bomb, deep bomb after deep bomb after deep bomb. He has talent, and he adds something to the offense that, or he had he had so many things to the offense, not only just this that we can build around, and that just propels to the next level because you saw defenses when they play Mitchell Trubisky, they know that he's not going to throw the ball over twenty yards. They know that that's not a possibility because he doesn't go for big plays like that. So our defense is, or our offense is so contained to a limited set amount of plays. Pass at play action, where it's just a rollout to commit, which we seen, which we saw about 30 billion times last year, or just a run up the middle. It was limited just to only that. So to have him add the deep threat just adds so much to the offense. Just honestly, I'm just amazed that we didn't mess his pickup because when we traded mm-hmm. up, I thought there was a sliver, just a sliver that we would get Mac Jones. Jones. Oh like, and Mac God. Jones isn't a bad prospect, yeah. but Justin Fields is so much of a better prospect. And I think we'll have the much better career, even though Mac Jones went to a, an amazing place and got the greatest head coach of all time. I think that just the difference between, between prospects is just night and day. Yeah. I mean, listen, what, what did Justin Fields have as weapons at um, Ohio State? Chris Olave. And his and tight end, tr- uh, Rucker. Ruck, mm-hmm. And then Trey, Rucker. Trey Sermon. And Trey Sermon as a running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Olave and Mooney are practically, like, decently the same. Just extremely quick, small, and can catch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rucker and Komet, athletic, can catch. And, and they're just, like, bees. They just Yards after carry, they'll, they'll hit people. I mean, Monty is is I will, is better than Sermon in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, by, oh, by well, Sermon's not established in the, in the yeah. league yet. So, Monty's so definitely better. Those are better, but those those will help him uh, come to the Bears because Olave is a Mooney type. Mm-hmm. Mooney's type is Olave. Rucker is a Komet type, and then we also have Allen Robinson, who he's never had before. Never where had. You just throw around throw around him, mm-hmm. and he'll catch it. So he's coming into to good weapons. People say, oh, the wide receiver room for the Bears isn't... Dude, the wide receiver room for the Bears is, is very good. It's fair. We have Allen Robinson, who who's just catches anything. We had Mooney, who's a deep threat, who catches anything. A speed threat, uh, who catches anything. And we got... Um, Komet. We have Marquise Komet. Goodwin. We have Komet. We have Marquise Goodwin now, mm-hmm. who's also a deep threat. Uh, I don't know how his hands are too much, but he's a deep threat, mm-hmm. at least, because he's, he's a speed demon. We have Komet, and we have Tariq Cohen coming back. Who's just shifty? Mm-hmm. Uh, I I would say Tree Cohen is kind of like that Trey Sermon, but shiftier. Yeah, so we'll say we'll say like that. Mm-hmm. He's he's kind of like uh, Trey Sermon, but shiftier. But can actually catch the ball. Actually, we'll say that we we'll can actually ball catch the ball well. So he's coming into good hands, and he will be if he balls out, he'll be amazing. He has that deep threat. He has everything that he needs to succeed. Besides, we'll we'll talk about the old line later uh, in depth. But he can succeed with us. He mm-hmm. just needs to prove it. Between him and Mac Jones, of course he's the better prospect. I mean that that just hands down just yeah, like you can't even you can't even argue you that Mac is the better prospect. Be but Mac Jones did go into a, a situation which is very good for him. Mm-hmm. Bill Belichick is is that he got Tom Brady two point oh. Yeah, he, had, he had Tom Brady two point oh, where oh I'm not that mobile, but I, I want to succeed in a system where I can just throw it how I want. That's what Mac Jones wants. He's not mm-hmm. that mobile. But he wants to throw it how he wants down the field. He'll bomb it. He's accurate when he's when he he's proven he's accurate when he's not pressured, mm-hmm. and he'll get that. He's that he's that Bill Belichick type player, that Tom Brady type player. So he went into a perfect system. That same thing with Trey Lance. I think Trey Lance went into a perfect system with 49ers. Mm-hmm. If Mac Jones and Trey Lance didn't go to the teams they went to, they would not succeed. 
they will not succeed they went to great situations great great situations situations. now people are saying oh justin fields he's not going to a great situation with the bears because we've never developed a quarterback Mm -hmm. but i mean i have hope that we we don't he's a day one starter we don't really need to develop him too much because he's already developed himself Mm -hmm. to be what he wants and i i think we could develop him to be a good quarterback too um he has the fundamentals he can he could do he could do he could run he could scramble he can pass it just really he needs to focus on reading the defenses how to handle better under pressure because i i in some tapes he did get sacked a lot Mm -hmm. because he would focus too much on one he has uh, he has target. some negative qualities. Like I mean, he he, he holds onto the ball for a little too long, but yeah. his his advantages outweigh the disadvantages by a lot. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And and the things his his disadvantages, those are the things that can easily be just you know hammered out mm-hmm. because everything that reading. So there was a good play in in the Clemson where he looked at his like first option, they looked at his second option, and then though they were both coverage sacked, so he tossed it downfield to uh his running back to his, his uh safety vault safety valve, and that was just amazing how he read it had read that defense and it was quick too he saw it oh he's he's covered he's covered i'm bobbing it down there mm-hmm. he'll get it he'll get a few yards or maybe break out and get even more yards that's something we didn't have with Mitch trubisky because Mitch trubisky was like oh hey rob i see it i'm gonna wait till he gets open he's not mm-hmm. open that's okay it. i'm just gonna get sacked i'm gonna scramble back 15 yards get sacked i'm gonna try to bomb it interception oh almost interception i mean it's that's not something we have that's not something we're used to to have somebody who can read defenses, can uh, um, look at, oh, he's my first option, this is my second option, this will be my third option, where do I have to throw if I bail? Mm-hmm. He's a smart quarterback. We've never had somebody like that. So that, that's something that, that really is hard to teach, but he has that fundamentals. And, he does. And, and that's why Mr. Trubisky failed, because he struggles with, struggled with uh, options, reading reading options and he struggled with reading defenses mm-hmm. so he because Mitchell basically has the athletic ability he, he can run he can scramble he just needs to work on himself mentally yeah and reading um, defenses and he well. could he could bomb down the field just not accurately yeah uh Justin Fields can and that's why I'm excited for him and this pick there I I've been seeing people say that oh Bears overpaid Bears overpaid if he turns out to be the guy that we think we like that he's going to be this is a steal next year's first rounder obviously i don't know how the bears are going to end up i don't know what their schedule is going to look like we could pick in the top 10 uh next year uh which we traded to the giants obviously we traded number 20 uh this year 164 this year uh we also traded 2021's first rounder and fourth rounder but that was all for justin fields if justin fields is who we think he is then that is honestly give we we could have we could have traded four firsts for him because if we're looking at the I've been seeing situations uh that say or uh just hypotheticals would you rather have Russell Wilson with with the three giving up three first rounders and blah 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 all this stuff or would you rather have the Justin Fields for the one pick if Justin Fields lives up to what we think he's going to be then I'd take that 100% over Russell Wilson mm-hmm. he's younger he is more athletic he has a really, really, really cheap contract. I mean, he's yeah. probably getting paid what, like a tenth of what Russell Wilson is getting paid. And yeah. I'm, I'm no, no one to say that he'll be better than Russell Wilson. But in the situation that the Bears are in right now, we need to operate on a young quarterback salary. We need this defense to uplift our quarterback. We need, and we, we need our quarterback to uplift our defense. Actually, 
and we saw that in 2018, uh, we didn't succeed because we didn't have a quarterback who could uplift our team. We didn't have a team or we didn't have a quarterback that could get a first down every play. We didn't have a quarterback that could extend the play. We had a quarterback who played a little bit scared and he had Mitch had a decent year that year, but he was carried by the defense. We had the number one mm-hmm. defense that year. If we had Justin Fields in that situation, uh, that's uh, it's. Endless. I agree. I mean, I agree. And also, when you think about it, we went eight and eight the past two years mm-hmm. with the absurdly just horrible quarterback play. Bottom bottom our five offense, actually. Yeah, bottom five bottom offense. Bottom five offense. I mean, but our offense was mostly bad because of our quarterback play mm-hmm. and a little bit of our because of our O line too because our O line was horrible. But I mean, they picked up in the second half of the season, mm-hmm. but we still lost games because of our quarterback play. Um, but arguably, we have a better quarterback room uh, this year. So I don't. I I see us going more than eight and eight, mm-hmm. but that means our pick will also be higher in the draft. And if Justin Fields does come in, well, I, I would say like mid season or something, and then wins us the rest of those games, we go to playoffs, and we either go losing the wild court or we win one or two games. Um, that's that just pick, that's, that's that picks that's in like the twenties. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's like a that high second round draft pick. I mean, we always pick. We, I, the thing is like. The Bears, the Bears are not good enough to get a, a bottom five or bottom five top, uh, bottom five first round pick, and they're not bad enough to get a top ten first round pick. Mm-hmm. Like they're always in that gray area in between. And also another thing is that people overvalue draft picks. Mm-hmm. One, the that the rate of first round picks actually hitting is is insane. Mm-hmm. You there's probably like what like I would say four or five that out of every draft that are actually like good. Mm-hmm. They're actually like very, very good. The rest are average. They'll if we're looking like at just starters. just our Gabe Karimi, Leonard Floyd, yeah, Leonard Floyd, we hit on Roquan, but Mitch, Mitchell Trubisky, Kevin, Kevin White, White, all these all these players that we had in the first round, not on the team anymore. Exactly. I mean, except for people <laughs> over, especially with the Bears, they overvalue first round picks, and mm-hmm. we barely hit on first round picks. I'd rather have a second round pick or a third round pick with with uh, Ryan Pace. Because the dude would always get a demon out of the second yeah, or third he, round. He can snipe. He can snipe. Yeah, he can, he snipes well. And he did well in this draft. He did well in the last draft, too. I gave a lot of heat for Ryan Pace, and I, I kind of feel bad. Feeling like a truther was, right now, low-key. I feel like a Ryan Pace truther, but I, I might be like, I, I might regret this later on. Mm-hmm. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. But I'm the, I think Ryan Pace has proven himself to be a, a solid GM. He's learning from, I mean, he's a young GM. Mm-hmm. He's learning from his mistakes. He learned, he drafted Mitch Trubisky without people knowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time he said, I'm not going to do that. He pretty much admitted to his mistakes. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. I like that. I'm going to talk with my coaches. Yeah, I'm going to talk with my coaches. We'll work it out. And it worked out with Matt Nagy because Matt Nagy had a connection with uh, the Ohio State coach. Ryan Day, yeah. Ryan Day. And then they had that connection with, with um, Justin Fields and he landed to us. For us to have the the, the quarterback carousal and the quarterback holes that we had just to have Justin Fields fall into our lap that's insane that's the, insane. the amount of so, things that that forced us to happen it's it's kind of crazy when you think about it I know that we've been talking about our quarterback of the future for a really 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 long time because we're so excited but I'd, I'd like to talk about the rest of the draft because Ryan Pace had a really good draft and yeah. it's it's very evident in the fact when he in the second round when we traded up to get Tevin Jenkins I did not think that we even had a chance. When looking at the mocks for Tevin Jenkins, Tevin Jenkins is a first-round offensive tackle uh, talent. For those who don't know, we drafted Tevin Jenkins at number 39 overall. He is a offensive tackle out of Oklahoma State. 
and we traded number 52 in our second round, number 83, which is our third rounder, and we 204, which I believe is a uh, bottom of the fifth or sixth uh, round, and we got 39 and 151. This was so worth it. He is a Amazing. steal. All right. First of all, I want to tell the people that Tevin Jenkins, people had us had him mocked to us at 20. Mm-hmm. He had him mocked to people around, uh, I would say, like 16 mm-hmm. to, to 25 in the first round. This man's a first-round talent. I mean, he's, he's a, you watch his tape. It's so fun to watch. Dude just pancakes everybody. He's so aggressive. He's so mean. He blocks everybody. I mean, allowed zero sacks in the last two years. He had two sacks in his entire four-year career uh, in college, and those were those were in his freshman and junior, uh, freshman and sophomore year. Mm-hmm. The dude's a demon. I mean, you, to allow zero sacks. He plays and, so and, angrily, dude. Yeah, and he, he pancakes. Also, oh my god, he he'll ju- he loves pancaking people. He plays so aggressive. That's what I like in a in an offensive lineman. Um, he reminds me of an Olin Krutz type. Olin Krutz was an offensive lineman with us before was also the angry type. Olin Krutz also had him as a top twenty. So Olin Krutz on Twitter, if you follow him, that man is very, uh, very intelligent with just offensive line type players, and and he knows what a good offensive line is and whatnot. I mean, he had him as a top twenty prospect uh, in the in the NFL draft. That's crazy for us to get Tevin Jenkins, dude. And what something that I like about this is that Ryan Pace knows our weaknesses, and he wants to protect our quarterback, which is he's showing that he's committed. Had. That is great. That he's showing <laughs> he had. he hasn't drafted a pre fifth round pick on the on an offensive tackle ever. He's yeah, showing so, he's showing Justin Fields that he's committed to protecting him, and I I love it. He he. So for our first five picks in the draft, we drafted offensive pieces. So this shows that Ryan Pace wants got the quarterback he wants, and we want to build around him. And Tevin Jenkins is the perfect piece to have. I mean, okay, our, our offensive lineman right now, we have Mustafer at center. We have James Daniels coming back from injury at guard. He's mm-hmm. probably going to be left guard or right guard. doesn't matter because Cody Wire can also play left guard or right guard. But I, I think it'll be James Daniels at left guard, Cody Whitehair uh, at wide guard. Then we have Leno. Um, so people are saying that he's gonna either play left or right tackle but i think he'll play left tackle and i think uh tevin jenkins play right tackle that's a that's a really good offensive line in my opinion mm-hmm. that's a hundred percent a step up from what we had majority of the season last season yeah we had Buster alex bars coming season. in we yeah. had we had hambright playing a couple of snaps we oh and don't get it we're not going to talk about who rashawn coward oh yeah the uh or the traffic cone yeah, yeah we don't need to talk about him we, we i mean we had just a bunch of people come in to that offensive line didn't work out then we figured it out towards the end of the season with Mustafa at center mm-hmm. who did good against the run they did good uh during pass coverage uh so did white hair at guard leno started picking it up towards the end of the season so our only struggles really were was left guard which james daniels is coming back mm-hmm. so that spot's going to be covered and now right tackle with um Ifedi. but it's because i mean if did well for a few snaps He's on a one-year deal, though. Afedi, He's on a one-year deal. Afedi and Leno, they're they're both on their last year of their deal. Like, Tevin Jenkins is coming in, and I've seen Nagy talk about how Tevin Jenkins is competing. He's coming to compete even with Charles Leno for, for his spot. Oh, yeah. He's taking a spot easily day one. He's a mm-hmm. day one starter. Yeah, he is. He's, he's, I think he'll take Afedi's spot because Leno, I think, is better than Afedi. Mm-hmm. So, but I, And now we have solid depth in the offensive line. Alex Bars, he's decent depth for the offensive line. So is Afedi. Alex Bars can play guard. If Eddie can play guard or tackle, 
that's a that's decent depth for our offensive line. We had a lot of injuries in our offensive line last year. I'm very happy with this pick. Uh, a lot of people had him as like the number two, number three best offensive tackle in the class, and I, I, I say I was, somewhere around that maybe fifth, fourth because we had Sewell. If uh, if we're if we're not talking about Sewell or Slater, Sewell or Slater, uh, and then we have Sewell Slater, Slater Darisaw. And then, a lot of people had him over Darisaw too. Yeah, okay, yeah, so oh, that, that is true. People, people did. People could argue him over Darisaw. And then um, Elijah Vera Tucker is, is a guard, so he's a guard. So yeah, mm-hmm. but I'm talking about tackles specifically. Tackles. Mm-hmm. So and this he he can play guard too. Uh, Tevin Jenkins can play guard too. Mm-hmm. He's also practicing snaps at center, from what I've heard. I I, which, I heard that too. Which is which is really good because I honestly believe he'll be decent at center too. He he's an athletic freak. Mm-hmm. And I watched some tape on him too, and. and no one can he's just so smart uh i i was watching this youtube video where the dude was like the most violent man in football uh, i saw that and it showed him start off with him just pushing this dude like across the entire field into his own bench i saw that i saw that clip on twitter i was i was laughing so hard that man destroyed it but that video is really good if you guys want to go i uh i forgot who the brett coleman brett coleman i believe he he's a, he analyzed his everything just very well because mm-hmm. when Tevin Jenkins, when he snapped that ball, he was he was up before anyone else, perfectly on the snap. That's similar to David Bakhtiari. Mm-hmm. David Bakhtiari, everyone said, oh, he false started, which honestly I oh, argue yeah. he kind of false started for a couple of times. But like, oh, was they slowed definitely. it down? That man used to time it perfectly. The Colts game. That's, there there's a, there's a video on YouTube every time David Bakhtiari false starts in the Colts game. And but it gets slower each time. He David Bakhtiari, he's he's the best left tackle in the league, yeah. and he is so quick to come off the line of scrimmage, being the first one. He's so smooth with it and so quick that you don't even notice it. And then watching the tape, Tevin Jenkins is just like that. He's the first yeah. one to to react. And the dude is just knows what to do with his hands. Mm-hmm. He's very intelligent as a tackle. That's just solid for for just the offensive line. So that's a that's a huge boost to our offensive line. A huge boost to our offensive line that protects Justin Fields, who's going to be our franchise quarterback. Uh, hopefully, he's going to be hopefully, a hopefully, hopefully, yeah. That increases our run game and pass game. So mm-hmm. this just helps everywhere. This was an amazing pick. I'm I don't care about that third round pick because we got a first round talent with that third round pick yeah. that we lost. <laughs> that's it. I, if people are arguing, oh, we lost the pick in the third round, dude. Tevin Jenkins is the real deal at tackle. Mm-hmm. He will he will protect that. Those he will fight in the trenches like no other tight end, mm-hmm. uh, tackle. I was gonna say tight end, like no other tackle in the league. I think he'll be extremely solid. I think he has the potential to be a top ten tackle in the league. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully, hopefully, yeah. You see, you see, his, you see, you. I mean, if you don't believe me, just go watch the video we just said. Mm-hmm. The dude. Uh, so Brett Coleman, he had him. I think he's. I think he said you. He had him the second or third also, mm-hmm. as a second or third tackle. So. I'm telling you, dude. People have him as as, as their second or third tackle. Mm-hmm. He has that aggressiveness, uh, so I'm very happy with this pick. I, I'm so happy with it. He's one of the best run blocker, a uh, run blocker offensive tackles uh, in the draft. There is so many people mocking him to us at 20, and for him to fall, the thing is, the Heat pace had to trade up for this. There was such a run on offensive tackles as soon as we picked him. We had Cosby going. We had Eichenberg going. We had there were uh, right after our pick. So and those players are not on the same level as Tevin Jenkins. And with Tevin know. Jenkins, what I love about Tevin Jenkins is his mentality. He's an angry player. He came he out is. with uh, his his interview after. He was saying stuff like, "If my quarterback gets hit, then that's a problem with me and not him." 
he oh, yeah. he is he is so protective of the quarterback. He talks about how the most important thing is to keep his quarterback clean. He plays angrily, like that clip where he literally just throws the defender into the. Oh, in, yeah, it's it's he just throws him into the bench, dude. That just mm-hmm. that cra- clip is crazy. It's crazy. It's funny too. So I recommend everyone go watch that too mm-hmm. if you wanna if you wanna laugh. That's I mean that's what we like to see in a in somebody we draft. Just aggressiveness. He has that drive. He's extremely athletic, mm-hmm. and he just wants the power and just destroy everybody. I mean, he said he wants to impose his willpower on everybody. He, oh yeah, he, I saw that. I saw that. Along with some few other choice words. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I liked I liked Tevin Jenkins. This, this, this is an this amazing. Is, this is an A plus pick. I'm this so happy. Both Justin Fields is an A plus. Mm-hmm. This is just amazing for us. This is a dream scenario because we were supposed to take him at 20 in a lot of mock drafts. I I think I had him mocked in uh, a couple of mock drafts that I took taking him at 22. Mm-hmm. I would have so, been I would have been satisfied if we took him at 20. I obviously I really want a quarterback and to have both. It's like pinch me. Are are we dreaming as Bears mm-hmm. fans? Because we this is. This is one of like the best days, like with the best like draft drafts that I've ever witnessed. Because we have so much hope for the future now. We have a quarterback with great potential, and we have an offensive tackle prospect that is going to protect and just his mentality, all this stuff. It's just, it's so great to look towards the future. I know. I'm very excited for this. I'm very excited for the season to start, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. I can't wait either. And so for our next pick, we picked offensive tackle Larry Borum. Larry Borom, I think that's his name. I, I don't know. I think I think Borom, Borom, Borom. Borom. I yeah. think it's Borom. Yeah, we I, took him. I mean, we'll just say Larry. Yeah, Larry, we'll Larry. Larry. We took we took Larry at one fifty one, and he comes out of Mizzou. He's played both offensive tackle and offensive guard, and this was this was a good pick, great pick actually. Or yeah, I, I this is this is a good pick because we're going offensive tackle again. We're just showing we're we're trying to add more depth to that line with our. Our O line last year, it was just getting thinner and thinner and thinner because there were so many injuries just attributed to the to the line. So to add more depth to the room, we signed Elijah Wilkinson from the Broncos. We who's who's not going to be a starter, but just adding more depth, more depth, more depth. And there are so many stats that show that Larry Larry is a solid prospect. I mean, he said that he's uh, one of the only Power Five awesome offensive tackles to not allow QB pressure. That's insane. That's crazy. Uh, I think so. His quarterback also said he's also one of the most consistent people he's he's had blocking for. Mm-hmm. I, th- I mean, having the lowest QB pressure percentage in in the Power Five is just crazy. Mm-hmm. I think he had the, the lower QB pressure percentage in, in the um, entire college, mm-hmm. if I'm yeah, not mistaken. I, I believe uh, I believe that was right. So yeah, the, the dude's a freak. The dude's mm-hmm. a freak of nature. Definitely, Ryan Pace got him to protect Justin Fields. I mean, Justin Fields should be happy. Mm-hmm. He got two two solid offensive line pieces to protect him, um, so this is just a great pick. I I, uh, I think he could probably be projected to be a starter. Mm-hmm. I I after watching some tape and I seen a lot of uh, comments about him about by other analysts and stuff. Mm-hmm. He has the potential to be a starter mm-hmm. in the league, and and we're not expecting him think. to be a day one we're starter. Not- him coming out of the fifth round. Uh, they, they, people are so. Of course, in the fifth round, people are going to expect him to be depth. But I mean, almost every offensive tackle who's, who's solid or offensive lineman came from like the later rounds of the mm-hmm. draft. So he has the potential to be a first, or not, I was about to say first round talent. He has the potential to be uh, a starter for mm-hmm. us in the offensive line. He could possibly take over Leno's spot once his contract expires. Mm-hmm. So Tevin Jenkins and, and Larry could be our future in the offensive line. Of course. With the next pick, we took running back Khalil Herbert out of Virginia Tech. 
at 217. I think this is a solid pick. I I think that he'll be more of a special teams player. Yeah, so I think he's going to take over Cordero Patterson's spot mm-hmm. because he was used a lot in the um, the kick returning for them. He averaged 27 yards uh, per kick return. That's mm-hmm. pretty good for a kick returner. And if you watch his tape, that dude is very patient. He's kind of like Devin Hester. He's just mm-hmm. patient, and he tries to see where the holes are in the in the uh, in the defense, or uh, yeah, in the defense, and he just blasts right through. The dude is very fast too. I mean, he ran a four five forty, or so. I think a little bit slower, or I mean, a little bit faster, like four four six or something. Mm-hmm. But the dude is very fast, and the dude is patient, and he's smart. So I think he'll be our, our starting punt returner, our punt kick returner to replace Cordero Patterson. He has the potential to be our running back three in the future or running back yeah i was running, running back, back three, running back three. Damien, mm-hmm. yeah taking damien williams spot because we only have damien williams for a for year right year, yeah mm-hmm. so i think you could take damien williams spot in that running back three in the future if he proves himself but mm-hmm. i can see him starting as our special teams player as a kick returner yeah when you were saying he could take over cordell patterson's spot i i just instantly imagine him lining up at wildcat and trying to run uh, definitely not like that definitely a special teamer uh we we need i we need a, a kick returner because cordell patterson's gone cordell patterson is now on the falcons so to have this in the sixth round is a solid pick uh you uh you said his stats he won 155 attempts for 11 uh 1183 yards and eight touchdowns he's a uh, solid in the run game as well 7.6 yards per carry that's pretty decent uh i'm not projecting him to be uh, the Bears starting running back, obviously. I think that he'll be uh, in the future. Obviously, the, the running back room is very, very, very... There, there's so much depth to it. Yeah. We have Tariq Cohen, or we have Montgomery, we have Tariq Cohen, we have Damian Williams, and then we have Artavis Pierce and Ryan Nall. And uh, Artavis Pierce or Ryan Nall is actually on, on a one-year deal as well. So come past this season, we're not going to have Ryan Nall and Damian Williams uh, pending their extension. So to add more depth to the to the running back room, this uh in the sixth round, might as well take a shot. I think it'll be better than both Octavius Peterson right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was projected to be like a round four running back. Oh. So I I yeah. So I, I mean, for Virginia Tech, I mean they're in, they're in a decent conference too. Mm-hmm. To get one thousand one hundred eighty three yards, that's that's extremely. And now solid. with his first year with the team. With his first year with the team and seventy point seven point six yards per carry. That's, that's solid. extremely solid for a running back. So I could I could see him taking over that that uh going into that running back three position, honestly sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. So uh I I think he's just like a, a hidden gem for us. I don't think he is the hidden gem for us. I yeah. want I want to talk about who I think will be the hidden gem for us. Uh, and I think he's later in the draft, mm-hmm. sort of in that later round. So, but I th- I like this pick a lot. I like this pick yeah, a lot. I like it uh, too. Take over take over that quarter out Patterson kicker swing spot. We definitely need someone to take over that position. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he'll be a solid specialties player for us and hopefully come into that running back position. With the next pick, we took wide receiver Daz Newsome out of UNC at 221. I like I like this dude's name, Daz mm-hmm. Newsome. Daz. He he his yeah. dad said he named him after Daz Dillinger, which is like some some like Snoop Dogg rapper or something yeah, like that in the 90s. I don't know. But he yeah, added a Z to the name. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that that's his name, Daz with two Zs. But this dude, from what I've heard and what I've seen, he looks like an Anthony Miller type player mm-hmm. with work. So I think he'll take over that Anthony Miller position, and he'll put in that work because Anthony Miller would be decent if he put in the, he had good work mm-hmm. work ethic. And he, he was mature, yeah. Yeah. So so I think Desmond Newsome he had seventy two receptions, uh, one thousand and eighteen yards, ten touchdowns in twenty nineteen. 
54 receptions, 684 yards, and six touchdowns in 2020. And I think that's just mostly because of quarterback play. Mm-hmm. He didn't have a solid quarterback to throw to him. And um, also the COVID season. Like, uh, and the COVID pe- season people don't, season. didn't have the flashiest stats this year as they did in mm-hmm. 2019 where they had an actual full season and had off-season programs and all that. Obviously, yeah, of course. And obviously, uh, people are... I'm not, I'm not like, oh, this guy's going to be wide receiver two or even no. wide receiver three. Mm-hmm. No, I, he's a six-round talent. Uh, I think he was like a three-, four-star recruit. Uh, actually, I think he was a three-star recruit. Mm-hmm. So I'm not expecting too much, but I think he'll take over. He has a potential to take over Anthony uh, Miller mm-hmm. because Anthony Miller, honestly, is no better than a seventh-rounder or undrafted player. And we can't look at these like, picks, and yeah. we can't we can't look at a sixth round wide receiver and be like, "That is the next Mooney. He is yeah, going true. like we we can't we can't think that they're gonna exceed their expectations like by a mile like Mooney did." But to add some nice depth, we have Riley Ridley and Javon Wims, and they're not they haven't they don't play that many snaps. J- Javon Wims, uh, I, I see. I don't I don't I think he'll take over Javon Wims' position pretty easily. I, I, I'm I not too high it. on Javon Wims. Mm-hmm. Um, but Riley Ridley, honestly, I, I don't know why they don't use him. Yeah. He seemed like he, he, he comes well. in, like Riley Ridley comes in, and then he catches a bomb over the middle, and then mm-hmm. he's out. You see him, you only see him yeah, on like maybe really. one or two snaps, like a game at max. Hopefully, he's used more. Mm-hmm. I think I honestly believe Riley Ridley could be better than Anthony Miller, too. Um, With the work that I like this pick, too. I like I like this Des Newsome pick. We, like we, this adds uh, some competition to the wide receiver room, and it shows to Justin Fields that, hey, we're getting you some weapons, too to try out and then just choose what you like Mm -hmm. with the next pick we took cornerback thomas graham jr out of oregon at 228 i have a feeling that this is your guy Mm -hmm. this is my guy Mm -hmm. i think i think this will be the seal of the draft this guy uh i watched a senior bowl and this guy was just locking it down he was just a a demon at the senior uh at the senior bowl Mm -hmm. i think he'll be extremely solid for us i honestly believe he has uh cornerback two potential and i honestly believe he can work in that nickelback um, from the very beginning. I think he's very underrated. I feel like a lot of people knew he's very underrated. I mean, mm-hmm. he played for Oregon, so that's that's a decent school, but also, I mean, it's it's hard to, to, to show up in a lot of those situations. But I he had 64 tackles, two interceptions, 10 pass, uh, 10 PBUs. Yeah, pass, it's, it's per, P, PD pretty much, the same stat, pass yeah, deflected. So, so, so pass deflected and mm-hmm. one force fumble 14 games. Mm-hmm. I think this is this is my this is my Darnell Moody of the draft, who I think will just be mm-hmm. the hidden gem. I, I could see it, honestly. He's a ball hawk cornerback. I, I was looking at a little bit of his gameplay or his, his film, and he shows some signs of being a solid prospect. I mean, PFF, PFF isn't great for everything. But PFF had that huge big board, and uh-huh. you saw like Justin Fields is number three, Tevin Jenkins is like number thirty, and Thomas Graham was seventy six, which means uh, if we got him at two hundred twenty eight, and he's a, he's number seventy six or uh, by PFF standards, and then you look at what the, who the Packers drafted, the Packers drafted Eric Stokes, uh, and he was seventy two on the big board, so. Yeah. Uh, number seventy-two in the first round, or number seventy-six in two hundred twenty, or in the in the sixth round, uh, nine and like completely different. So I'm hoping we're obviously not expecting him to be a day one starter. We have Desmond Trufant and we have Jalen Johnson, and then we also have Kendall Vildor, uh, possibly playing at the nickelback position for for yep. the season. So to have him, uh, as some depth to as a prospect to, to develop as well. Is pretty decent. I I was hoping that we we're gonna get a defensive back because I was really hoping. I was hoping we get a safety as well. But to get a cornerback and to uplift that room and add more depth is just great. 
I like this pick. I like this pick a lot. I think he fell farther than he should have. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll be decent with us. Like I said, I think he's our hidden gem. One thing is that he is not that fast as most people like in a cornerback, mm-hmm. but the dude's very smart. I mean, I've only heard good things from from people uh, or that I've read with from like Oregon uh, fans and people who watch Oregon. I've only heard good things. Mm-hmm. So I've, I want to say I have high hopes for him. So I, hopefully he just does well with us. And uh, for our final pick, we have a defensive tackle. I, would, I don't want to butcher his yeah, name. Yeah, I don't want to butcher his name. So we'll call him Tonga. Kyrus Tonga. Tonga. Yeah, Tonga. from BYU mm-hmm. uh, at pick 250. This was our last pick in the draft. And I just think this dude is just, like, massive. When mm-hmm. I when I, I saw him, I don't know anything about him, really. But the dude, the dude is just, like, massive. And um, there's, like, massive people in defensive yeah. tackle position. I mean, we have... Below Nichols, we got like the fifth round, who's who's just massive coming out of coming into the draft. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm I'm happy we got him. I don't know if he'll be anything. I yeah, think he's I, I, we're honestly with with picks this late. Yeah, picks yeah. this late, you're just taking shots on potential. And yeah. so hopefully he's solid. I mean, we're adding yeah. more depth with our, our D line. Our D line is pretty solid. We've got Mario Edwards, Bilal Nichols, Akeem Hicks. So to add another guy that could be pretty decent, like, I mean, taking a shot, we took the shot on Bilal Nichols, and Bilal Nichols is great. So hopefully he's that guy. There's not very much expectations on a pick this low or this, uh, yeah, uh, pick this uh, deep into the draft. But hopefully he is what we think he is. I mean, he has good mentors. He has Akeem Hicks, though. We still have Akeem Hicks that can mentor mm-hmm. him. But well, Nichols is uh, doing better, so he can mentor him, too. And we have Eddie Goldman who can mentor him and gets a run, too. Mm-hmm. So we have good mentors on that D-line to help him out. Um, I would say there's probably just, like, a project, mm-hmm. project-type pick, uh, if anything. I think this would kind of be who our bust would would be in the future or just, like, a play that didn't work out. But, I mean, he did come in the seventh round, so it is what it is with That's him. That's true. So if we're gonna grade these picks for Justin Fields, I'm gonna give it an A plus. Obviously, yeah. I am I mean, huge, yeah, huge, that's, huge that's Justin Fields fan. That's not Tevin Jenkins, I'm gonna give him an A plus as well because he's a first round talent. Yeah, I I think I give Devin, Tevin Jenkins an A plus grade as well. Mm-hmm. Like you said, he's a first round talent. Uh, extremely good. I think he was a steal. He shouldn't have dropped where he dropped. No, so no easily, way. easily an A plus. I think with. Larry, Larry Borum. I think he saw maybe like a B. I'd say not that he's not on the A level as Tevin Jenkins and Justin Fields are, but he could turn into a solid prospect. I know. I I see. I'm I'm gonna be very like, but I don't want to say biased, but I want to be very like lenient with these with mm-hmm. these grading because I like this pick too. So I'm gonna give this a I'm gonna give this an A because mm-hmm. for. Not having any QB pressures, that's insane. Oh, that is true. So mm-hmm. I, I think he'll be solid on the on the defensive offensive line uh position. With Herbert and Newsom, I'd say they they're pretty solid prospects. I'd give them around like a B minus. I, I agree with you. I give mm-hmm. them a B minus. I think um Herbert is just gonna be that kicker turner. If anything, mm-hmm. probably not even a kicker turner, just on the special yeah. teams. That's Newsom. He has the potential to go in that wide receiver four position. Um but that's just kind of like a B minus. I think they're solid picks, but mm-hmm. no, nothing nothing too crazy. Yeah, nothing too crazy. Uh, with Thomas Graham, uh, I think that I'm gonna give this a B plus because because of the value that he got him at in the sixth round. Yeah, I, I give this an A. I give this an A. You like give this I said, an A. I, mm-hmm. I, 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 have a, I hope so, my guy. Oh yeah, so this is your guy. Really and then with Tonga, I'd say maybe C plus. Nothing, nothing crazy. You say B plus? Uh, C C plus. C plus. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I yeah. was about to say I'll give this a C. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I mean. 
it is That's seventh round pick. crazy. If That's we're crazy. overall, this draft was amazing. I'd say that the Bears were, were top three drafted. I mean, obviously very biased, but I think that even PFF, the PFF grade out gave out grades on every team that drafted. There were only four teams to get a A plus. The uh, the Patriots, the Chargers, the Bears, and then I believe the last one was either the Dolphins or the Lions. So to have a top four draft class, and this is obviously it doesn't really matter how you rate the draft picks as soon as the draft begins because there were there are some reporters that said that the 2012 Seahawks draft was disgusting. Yeah. But I think that just watching yeah, every player that just came off the board, Ryan Pace showing that he's committed to drafting offensive pieces. And you know what? I give Ryan Pace an A plus in this draft. Oh, easy, easy A plus. Who knew that it took Ryan Pace's job to be on the line for him to draft like insanely well? I mean, I saw a comment um, on Reddit because I like I like browsing Reddit for mm-hmm. just funny comments, and some dude said that Ryan Pace woke up realizing he's an actual NFL GM. <laughs> So, you know, I, I saw I saw a meme. It was uh, it was like you know, like the gamer with like moving into like uh, the gamer pose where he's sitting down or he's yeah, like lying yeah, back yeah. and, and he's up, moving forward. Yeah. yeah, that that said, Ryan Pace during this draft, Ryan Pace hit it out of the park. He had such he's such so, a great draft. If he does, if this draft does work out for him, and that means that last draft did work out for him, mm-hmm. Ryan Pace is a legit GM who mm-hmm. who proved himself. He needs to work on some of the free agency deals like uh, like with, with the Robert Quinn deal was discussing and we don't yeah. we don't have to like go off on him but, but he did 2020 hit on, like, Gibson and yeah. he did hit on, on some other free agents he, he, so. did, he did 2020 draft was good and 2021 draft is looking to be good so I'm happy yeah I am happy as well all right so now to talk about some guys that we wanted that didn't fall to us uh my guy or one of my guys was safety Jamar Johnson and he went to the Denver Broncos it's kind of sad because the rich get richer. They their defensive backs are just a different breed. They have Kareem Jackson, they have Kyle Fuller, about to start crying. Uh, they have uh, Bryce what is Callahan, it? Bryce Callahan, and then they have Justin Simmons. They have such a great secondary, and then they got Jamar Johnson. Jamar Johnson was was a lockdown safety. He he was just watching his film and watching his highlight tape. I really thought that we were gonna take Jamar Johnson. And he was falling. He fell. He fell. He fell. I thought that we were gonna get him in yep. the fifth. I he I saw that he was still on the board, or so I was hoping that we would get him, but I guess we didn't. Yeah, I mean, I I like the pick that we got with with um our tackle, but mm-hmm. Jamar Johnson, I liked him too. I mm-hmm. I thought we were. I hoped we were gonna get it too. I remember me and you had him in our mock drafts. We did. Uh, I'm pretty sure. So. I think Jamar Johnson would have been solid for us to learn behind Eddie Jackson, Deshaun Gibson, that safety position. I mean, Vic Fangio knows his defensive pieces. He knows who's good. So I'm not surprised that he's the one who got Jamar Johnson. Mm-hmm. I think Jamar Johnson has um, that potential to ball out in the future and mold into a, a solid safety. So, yeah, that, that's definitely uh, that's definitely a player we missed out on mm-hmm. that we could have had. Another player that, that dropped was cornerback Tate Goen. Uh, I, I saw that dude tweeting out during the draft he's like what did i do like like how, yeah, how did this happen he, he yeah. was he was disrespected he, he was disrespected dude, mm-hmm. dude it was i think it was like a, what, like a third round third third fourth yeah round he was he was he was mocked he was mocked around that range so he, he definitely fell he went to the cardinals mm-hmm. um i think i think it'll be a solid solid cornerback piece for them i mm-hmm. think they need help with their secondary now that uh patrick peterson left mm-hmm. so hopefully he he balls out with them i liked him so uh to be a little bit spoiled i was like I, I was a, I'm a big Rashad Bateman fan, but if you're gonna give me Justin Fields and Tevin Jenkins, 
or Rashad Bateman, you know what I'm going to pick, obviously. Yeah, of course. Like, of Rashad course. Bateman, he's a great prospect. He's going to be Lamar's wide receiver one because I, I think that Sammy Watkins is not that guy. Like, uh, yeah, of course. And he, Sammy Watkins is only there for a year. So uh, I'm happy for him. I would have loved to see him in the Bears jersey, but I'm happy with our picks. Yeah, I'm happy with our picks too. I don't really mind this that much. Mm-hmm. There is another player from Alabama, a linebacker, Dylan Moses. He fell. Oh, he, the was un- to- he was undrafted. He was, he was un- undrafted. He undrafted. Yeah, he went mm-hmm. undrafted. So I was hoping we actually get him in like the seventh. Mm-hmm. I thought honestly, I was hoping we get him in like the fifth. Mm-hmm. And then he passed. I was hoping we get him one of our picks in the sixth. And then he dropped, and I was hoping we get him one of our uh, with our seventh pick, mm-hmm. seventh round pick. And then he dropped from there, and he went undrafted. Um, but he ended up signing, I think, with the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure uh, where he ended up signing, but he went undrafted. And he was a first-round prospect What a time in his career that he dropped uh, because it's been of been the injuries, the injuries, been the injuries, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, and then he, he now he has he had a severe injury, which he's rehabbing from mm-hmm. uh, still. But he dropped to be undrafted, which surprised I think a lot of NFL fans and mm-hmm. a lot of college football fans. Because he, I think he should have been taken in in the fifth round easily, mm-hmm. which uh, is crazy that thirty two teams passed on him. Yeah. So, um, I was hoping we could have gotten him either undrafted if we called him immediately, mm-hmm. but we we didn't. But I mean, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, ho- hopefully, he heals from his injuries. I yeah. thought I thought he'd be solid. So now I'd like to talk about the NFC division draft. Uh, if we're gonna be talking about the Packers, the Packers had an okay draft. They didn't really impress me. I mean, they got Amari Rodgers. They got another A. Rodgers for their team. Yeah, they got the probably the only A. Rodgers that's going to be on their team in a couple of months. 12, yeah, yeah ho- hopefully. Uh, and they also got they got Eric Stokes in, in the first. They got uh, I forgot his name. They got a center. They got a center in the second, but he wasn't even the highest rated center. Creed Humphreys yeah. was the highest rated center. And and he got taken right after. I yeah, sure he got, yeah. The right Chiefs after. snagged him right after that. So. I didn't like that pick, but with the with the Packers, they have such good a, a good O line coach that they could turn just bums into just like solidified starters. That's, a, they got that's the such Ohio a strength they have. Yeah, mm-hmm. they got the they, oh, they got uh, the oh, Ohio yeah. State center. Mm-hmm. But also, uh, when they were showing that one of the snaps, one of the snaps was wobbly, mm-hmm. and we were we were in a um, a ch- we were with watching it with one of our friends who's a Packers fan. Mm-hmm. And that he even saw that too. He was mm-hmm. like, he was like, we drafted this dude. This dude, even in the thing, was wobbly in the third snap. So I thought that was funny. Um, and I think it's funny that they drafted somebody from Ohio State when we got Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the center from Ohio State. But Overall, their draft I, was decent. The draft was, the draft was decent. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just average in my opinion. Yeah. Um, nothing they crazy. They got Stokes. Who, yeah, they need to replace Kevin King on that quarterback position. Mm-hmm. But I see Stokes as kind of like a, a Kevin King, who's just speedy, mm-hmm. but uh, if, doesn't if, have that football IQ. If Stokes can learn from J- Jair, Jair's yeah, arguably the best. Ar- Jair's yeah. arguably the best cornerback in the league. So if he can learn from Jair, he used that speed to his advantage. He ran what a four point two nine forty, somewhere around that yeah, range. He's, very fast, he's very really, fast. really, really fast. So, he has potential. so yeah. if he if he can work on that. But the thing is with the Packers, the Packers draft so many cornerbacks in the f- couple, first couple of rounds. Drafted Kevin, they drafted Kevin King. Uh, they're always working. They're always drafting their defensive backs. So. When is too much? Uh, uh, like, uh, I mean, they haven't, draft drafted a, they haven't drafted an offensive piece since 2012. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's a reason oh, why yeah. Aaron Rodgers is also really mad. Mm-hmm. Um, which we'll talk about that in a bit. Mm-hmm. So let's move on to the Vikings about their draft. I think the Vikings had a, the Vikings. A I I I like the Vikings I, draft. I I I don't want to say well. it, but I like it. They got Darisaw. They got Darisaw at 20 24. 
uh, somewhere around that range because he traded down with the with the Jets who got that pick from the Seahawks in the Jamal Adams trade. Uh, so they got that. Uh, they also got they also beefed up their guard. They drafted another guard uh, who's was a solid prospect. But then they also got Kellen Mond in the third. They got Kellen Mond in the top of the third, and that was during a QB run draft uh, QB run because there was uh, Kyle Trask and there was Kellen Mond and then there was uh, what is his name Davis like, Mills Davis Mills Davis Mills taken. So there was a quarterback run, and I like Kellen Mond. Uh, I I I like Kellen Mond. Obviously, Justin Fields. I I, I like Justin Fields a lot more. Yeah, but Kellen yeah, Mond. Sure. is a solid pick, third round. You're just taking a shot on a cornerback because uh, what's his name? Uh, Kirk. Kirk is on his, Kirk Cousins is on the last year of his deal. So you're just taking a shot. Not too bad. Overall, I think the Vikings had a solid draft. Uh, what do we, What do you think? No, I think I think the Vikings had a solid draft too. I mm-hmm. liked it. I honestly think everyone in our division had a solid draft. Really. Mm-hmm. Um, even going to the Lions, I think the Lions had a solid draft. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, they got Pene Sewell. Yeah. <laughs> Pene Sewell That's all you got to say. That's all you got to yeah, say. They, they, they got him at seven. So, so they definitely did. And I mean, when you look at the dude's reaction, their co- I mean, their coach is crazy. Oh, they were opinion. jumping. They were jumping. Yeah. <laughs> they were insane. Their coach talks like, about like eating kneecaps and yeah. stuff like that. He's like middle school, like a middle school kid who's just like hyped on just. Just mm-hmm. on a bunch of energy drinks and coffee. The dude, the dude was going crazy. I actually like the energy. So I, I, I like. Well, it I like that. Yeah, I like that draft. I think we all had a solid draft. Yeah. Obviously, the NFC the North draft. The NFC yeah. North had a great draft. And so going on, talking about the NFC North, let's talk about Rogers wanting to leave. We had reports coming out. Uh, Schefter, he was uh, live on NFL Liver, and he said Schefter bomb is coming soon. You guys turn on your TVs. And everyone turns on their TVs, and he says, Aaron Rodgers is so distraught with the Packers' management that he wants to leave. And he's telling people that he's not coming back. I'm, I'm, hopefully he leaves. Please. I mean, do you not hear what he said with about the GM? He's like, either I leave or the GM gets fired. Mm-hmm. That's huge. I mean, he's pretty much ordering a high executive person in that in that uh, organization mm-hmm. to get fired or else I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has the power. If he wants to, he could leave. Dude, if you're, if you're the Packers leave. owner, which they don't have an owner because they're they're publicly yeah. owned. If you're the Packers owner, hypothetically, and you have to choose between MVP Aaron Rodgers or your GM, you pick Aaron Rodgers every single time. Too. Every single so, time. I, I think everyone in the NFC North minus the Packers are watching this while eating popcorn and just enjoying it. Because I honestly do I believe love it, I hope release. I mean, they drafted Jordan Love in the first uh, last year. That's such a just a brain dude, dead it's, pick. It's even worse when you think about who they what, what they uh, were in the first uh, the season, but right before that, they were in the NFC Championship. You're yeah. one game away from the Super Bowl, and you draft a position that you're the most abundant at. How does that so, make sense? And you know what's even just just mind-blowing what i said about them not drafting offensive piece since 2012 mm-hmm. and them needing a wide receiver going into one of the best wide receiver drafts of all time mm-hmm. which was proven because almost every wide receiver from the draft yeah. did really good they could have had <laughs> they could have had claypool they could have had t higgins they could have oh even God. they need linebackers they don't have linebackers they could have had patrick queen they could have had so many impactful players and then they just have jordan love sitting on the sidelines just watching the games Zero snaps, zero snaps by Jalen or uh, zero snaps by Jordan Love in the entire oh, 2020 dude, I, season. I, I think that was just a disgusting. It was. Disgusting it's play. it's it's a disgusting and pick and it's a disrespectful pick. Yeah, I'm happy and I think Aaron Rodgers deserves better. Just to, mm-hmm. he needs to leave that organization. Yeah. Not because I'm a Bears fan mm-hmm. uh, and I hate the Packers and I despise Aaron Rodgers because he's just the greatest quarterback. But I just, I just, the he thing needs is, to leave because they don't help him. He needs, he needs really to don't. leave. 
I like I hate I hate that I like Rogers because you can just you can just appreciate his talent. I hate that he beats up on the Bears twice a year and he literally yeah. just murders us. But you have to just recognize his talent and they do not build around him. They obviously he has he has a good offensive line. He has good uh offensive pieces. Although no, actually I'm not even gonna say that that he has good offensive pieces. Oh, like real, like receiving wise, he has Devontae Adams, and the rest of them are scrubs except for Tanya. Scrubs, and and Aaron Aaron Jones is decent. Aaron Jones is Aaron decent, Jones yeah, running back wise. But but then what? You clamp up Devontae Adams. There's no mm-hmm. one else to throw to. MVS, yeah. what he lost him again yeah, by what? dropping Equinemius the ball. St. Brown. Equinemius St. Brown, not good. Can't even, he can't wants- even catch balls. That he he had the, he dropped the two point conversion in the NFC Championship. Like imagine how crazy they would be if they had another just like. A, Imagine if A Rob. Imagine if A Rob went to the Packers when he was uh, looking for a team in 2018. Oh my God, they would be. They would be so deadly, dude. Their offense would be unstoppable. That would be. I don't even want to think about that. I don't want to think about that. And then Kyle Fuller almost going to the Packers, just like how that team would win so many Super Bowls. It's actually disgusting. But he he deserves better. He deserves so much better. And they didn't. They didn't draft any uh, receivers for him. Mm -hmm. So. I don't blame him for leaving. I mean, you could go to the Broncos. They have receivers. They have Corlin Sutton. Oh, yeah. They have Jerry Judy, who's solid. They have they have solid depth. Uh, they just uh, they got a did they get yeah they got a running back. They uh, Javante Williams. Javante Williams. Javante yeah. Williams. Mm-hmm. And I I have high hopes for Javante Williams. I think he'll mm-hmm. be solid. So now they got a running back, and I mean they got Vic Fangio running that defense. Mm-hmm. And that defense. I, they the Broncos. Will be the Broncos with Aaron Rodgers, instant deep playoff team. Oh, yeah. Instantly, oh, instant instantly. Super Bowl hopes. Yeah, mm-hmm. instant Super Bowl hopes. So that's so, why it's obviously that division is very tough quarterback wise because you're gonna have to face Herbert, who is a top ten quarterback, arguably top ten quarterback, up and rising, up and coming. You have Pat Mahomes, and then you have Derek Carr, and Derek Carr is coming off his best season uh, to date, other than his 2016 season. Mm-hmm. So that division is going to be dangerous. So I hope I hope Rogers just le- I hope he finds a team that actually you know just builds around him and gives him weapons. And if uh, doesn't just die, yeah, doesn't die on him in, in the NFC Championship. Like I mean, yeah. when you when you look at the stats, he has his team has given up thirty six point four around that range points per game in playoff losses. That is disgusting. Yeah. Thirty six points per game. Yeah, that's. I mean, their defense has just always just been. And, and you know, they always draft defensive players the in the first rounds. They draft that's defensive it. players in the first round, and they yeah. don't have a good defense. Dude, ever since they won the Super Bowl, they just refuse to help Aaron Rodgers on that offense. Mm-hmm. They want they want to always draft bust picks in that defense. Besides Jair Alexander, mm-hmm. but other than that, they've just just been they haven't been helping him out at all. They keep trying ways uh, to fix the defense, but it's not working. When mm-hmm. you can just overpower your offense and win, I mean it's that it's that simple for the Packers. And Aaron Rodgers is saying it's that simple. I don't blame him for saying fire this dude or mm-hmm. I'm leaving. And I actually hopefully. I hope they don't fire that dude because the dude makes horrible picks. Yeah. And then um, I hope he does leave because I want him out of the NFC North because mm-hmm. we'll be, I, I think we'll be the best division in the North then. Yeah. Oh, the, so, yeah. yeah we'll, 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 we'll for sure be the best team. But when the, the thing is the Packers are trying to cross two lines at the same time. They're trying to plan for the future and they're trying to live in the now. They're trying to win with Aaron Rodgers and they're also trying to plan for the future when Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is 37 years old. Aaron Rodgers is not young. By any means, so but they're he's kinda... also not too old for for a quarterback yeah. of that. He just uh, won MVP. MVP. He just won MVP. He just won MVP. So, so he I like don't know five, what they're trying to do. Years in him, dude. He oh has like yeah, at least four or five years in it. So I don't know um, why they're trying to do that. Just to just plan for the future because he didn't even have a bad 2019. He had a decent 2019. 
Yeah, he did have a decent 2019. And he went to the NFC Championship. Yeah. So uh, the team. and in 2018, I people were saying it was his off year, but his off year was also really good. His yeah, his off year yeah, was off like year was what also... 24 and six, something like that. Yeah, so that's just the team that's just doing bad. Yeah, so. I don't know. Um, he deserves hopefully, better. Hopefully, all, gets all out of this NFC team, North this division. Yeah. yeah, all NFC North player uh, fans and players are just praying he dips. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he wants to dip too. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we're just praying to God now. Yeah, yeah we're just praying I, to God. I now. can't. I can't wait. Thank you guys for listening to the Shy Bear Splits podcast. Next week, we've got another solid episode for you guys. Thank you for tuning in. This is the final episode of all of our draft coverage. Uh, next week, we'll touch up on it a little bit more. But thank you guys for listening and take care. Take care, guys.